Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. So we have booklets that we put together, and these are every day that we did through the 21 days. It's a devotional basically for you, so you can use it on a daily basis, going through the different words that we covered. So all the things that I did on the uh, videos, we ended up putting into print form. Thank you, those that helped me produce that. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully that will be a good tool for you to have. Because sometimes when we hear things, it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. But if we can go back and refer to things, so you can use that however you want to in your devotional or or just for reading and looking up scriptures. Bible is good. There's a lot of good things in the Bible. Amen? Amen. Yeah. I really appreciate the different people who have talked to me throughout the series who have encouraged me, and some people sent me Facebook messages or emails just kind of throwing their, like, hey, appreciated that thought. Here's another thought that I was thinking when I was praying, and God gave me this picture and whatever thing. So I appreciate all the the things that people said, said and sent in. This morning, I wanted to talk about a few things. I also want to weave in some testimony this morning, because God's doing some pretty incredible things in people's lives, and nothing better than people testifying of goodness of God and miracles of God and what He does in our lives. And so I love when we have opportunities for that, because it really is a huge endorsement for our God. He's amazing. And so whenever we can glorify him whenever we can bring him praise, that's a good thing. That's, people need to see that. They need to see that our faith connected with what God does, does amazing things. So we're going to do that this morning, weave some of those in as we go. Lord, I just pray right now as we go into your word, as we look at a few points, uh, Lord, that we'll be focusing on this morning in this area of grow, growing in our life, growing spiritually, growing in every area of our life. And Lord, I just ask that you would touch each heart this morning, that you would speak to each one of us this morning in in the way that you need to speak to us, Lord, and that there would be something said or even something happened in worship today that would grab a hold of us. We say, yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you for that word. Thank you for that encouragement. Thank you that I can stand on that. And Lord, we thank you and we bless you today in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I was thinking about... A couple of words. This word expand was one of the words that we had in there, and then water was another word, and I kind of put those two things together. I want to talk about that briefly this morning. As we expand in our life, and we're growing and expanding and expanding our territory in different areas of our life, we end up being able to break through things of limitations, things that hold us back, things that keep us from being successful in whatever area of our life, because we can just go on in life and and just kind of go, well, that's kind of the cards I was dealt in life, and so that's kind of where I am. I don't really see myself doing much. I'm not that kind of a person. But I believe God wants to expand our territory in our life, in every area of your life. Look at where you're at now and say, where, where can I go? Where can I go beyond where I'm at right now? Expanding. And so when that happens, uh, when we begin to expand, there's a little creakiness, a noise, there's... There's expansion that's happening. There's, we're getting into areas and territory that maybe we're unfamiliar with, and we equate that with adding some faith into our life, and there's influence that comes to our lives. And I was thinking about how water is so incredible. You think about water, and I was 
putting water, equating it with the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit, for those, all of you here today, we know God is three in one. We, we read that in the Bible. He's our God, our Father, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and the Holy Spirit, who Jesus, when he ascended up into heaven, he left us the Holy Spirit, who is our helper, the one that comes in and lives inside of us and dwells in us and helps us and influences us in our life. And there's a powerful presence that we have because we have the Holy Spirit present with us. And so I was equating uh, water with the Holy Spirit because water has incredible power. Do you know that water is the only liquid that really can dissolve pretty much anything? Anything. And you think about water because we drink it every day. It's part of our body. Water is is important. If we don't have water, we can't live, right? And, and I believe spiritually, if we don't have the Holy Spirit, we really can't function and live the way we need to live. And so water, when it freezes, it expands. You can put, some of you have probably done this before, things will break from water. It, water can freeze and it can break rocks. I mean, it, it has power. It is the only liquid form that actually expands when it freezes versus contracts. And so God created it and designed it that way so that, like, for instance, like a lake or a pond or something, when it freezes, the water expands so it keeps the ice on the surface because if it, was, if it froze and it contracted, it would be he get heavier and it would sink. And then what ends up happening is it destroys all of the life and all the stuff. Everything would just freeze and die off in our lakes and ponds and rivers and so forth. So... God's created things, water, in such a way that it works. Pretty incredible how water works and how it is. And the fact that scientists tell us that the earth, if it wasn't for water, the earth temperature could rise up to like 270 degrees during the day. The, the surface of the earth, it would be boiling. Not good for us. We wouldn't live, right? <clears throat> if it wasn't for all the oceans in the water, and at night it would get below freezing so cold it would kill off everything. So what happens is when the sun comes up, it heats up the ocean, which pulls the heat away from the earth's surface, and then at night, the ocean releases the heat to keep the earth's surface warm enough. And it's interesting how God does all that and, and alter, keeps the temperatures where they need to be. So water is pretty powerful. The Holy Spirit is that way is so powerful in our life. And we don't realize the capabilities that the Holy Spirit has. Sometimes we just sort of put him in a box like, well, I don't know, maybe he'll do something for me. Maybe we'll see. Well, it's just incredible how also when water, when it reaches, it starts getting down in temperature and it reaches down to 36 degrees. I mentioned this in one of our, my videos. But water begins to expand at 36 degrees. And then it freezes and then obviously at the freezing point, it stops expanding, but the molecules are arranged in such a, a manner that it causes it to swell. And that's just God and how he does things. There's another thought process that we need to know in the grow process, and it is a, that a seed can't grow and prosper even in the richest soil on its own. There's something that God does and designed in, like you go out in the woods and you see things that are decayed and broken down, and there's organic material, and there's fungus, and there's all the things that are out there. Some of it, you think, well, oh, that's not good, or if I eat that, I will die, or whatever. But those are all things that contribute to a seed being able to grow and be healthy. There's nutrients, there's all the scientific things that I won't talk about today, but go into seeing a seed 
flourish and grow and to, to fulfill what it's required to be. And so there's a balance of good fungus, bad fungus, all the things that are out there, this organic material, nitrogen, all of the ammonia nitrates, all of those things work together. And so spiritual growth is not something we can do alone in the sense we need to have other things around us. And sometimes it's the bad things that we consider bad things that happen to us that help actually contribute to helping us grow because we go through stuff, we go through challenges. But out of that creates a stronger and creates more depth in our life and our ability to stay the course even better because of the things that are around us. And so the Holy Spirit is needed to come in because that's what we need him. We can't do it on our, on our own. He comes in and provides the spiritual nutrition, the nutrients, the, all of the things that we need. He brings that to our life and it helps us. He comes in and helps us break down the word because the word is life and we get life from the word, reading the word. And so it helps us so it's understandable and usable. Sometimes we open the Bible and go, well, I don't know, I have a clue what that means. But the Holy Spirit is good at helping us. And other people around us are good at helping us as well in regards to that, what those things might be or what does that mean. And Jesus is there really in our life as daily as a mentor for us. So you can say that because we can learn so much from him, reading about him in the word and in our prayer time and our prayer life and looking at his examples. Also, we surround ourselves with people around us that help us because there's people at all different levels in their life of where they're at in their walk with the Lord, from not even getting there yet to being fully mature in that. And so we're all at different places, and that's okay. It's same with anything in life. Your job, maybe before you even went to school, you didn't have a clue what that was, and now you're, maybe you're the best at what you do. But at some point, you needed somebody to help you to come alongside you and encourage you. That's what we have, all of these elements around us to do that. It helps us become part of our community and to be out there and surround ourselves with those people. I wanted to jump in really quick, Devin, if you'd come up here, because I know you're helping kids this morning. But I just want to, I want to go back to something last week that happened. And I, I want to have you come up here and I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions about last week because God was faithful and did something for you. And so I think it's important that we talk about this. So if you don't mind coming up here, I'm going to give you this microphone. So last week, we knew that Devin hit it, gotten in a car accident and had told his vehicle and had some other challenges that were going on financially in his life. He's been working his job and stuff, but you know how it is sometimes. It just seems like one thing after another, we've ever been there, and you're just like, man, how do I ever get ahead? And I just got, wow, I just did this, my washing machine broke, or whatever it is. We have those times. And so last week, as a church family, we just blessed him with some resources, right? Some of you did that. Well, what I want to find out, because one what you were probably praying for was, God, how how am I going to have a car? Without saying names, what happened last week? Tell, tell everybody what happened. So I was, uh, sitting, I was sitting in the pew over there, and then Pastor Steve uh, went ahead and brought my name up, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and he said some very encouraging and very uh, uplifting things, which meant a whole lot to me, and uh, it really helped my sense of belonging and gave me some level of confidence. I want to thank you about that. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, uh, he was the first 
person to step up and then give me uh, some amount of money. I didn't count how much, but uh, it was a gesture that made the most of it. And after that, about, I don't know, 14, 15 people came up and uh, went ahead and really poured their heart out and showed their uh, camaraderie and showed their generosity. And that was amazing so much. Afterwards, after the sermon and everything like that, Kyle Gusbard behind me went ahead and nudged me and I turned around and said, do you need a car? I was like, uh, yes, I, I do. And he said, well, I have this old car that my, me and my dad have been working on for quite some time, just put in a new engine, been fixing it up, and I want to know if you want it. It's a really low-riding car, go-kart, but uh, I wanted you to have it if you want it. And I was just completely shell-shocked. I just didn't know what to say, so I just had to say something, so I said yes. <laughs> At that point, uh, it really confirmed what I asked God, I think about two days prior, which was, God, I, I need a car, and I, and I want to ask for a car. And then I was just left that up. And I said, okay, you're, you take care of it. I'm not going to worry about it. And then that, that happened, so I was like, cool. <laughs> And, that, and that's what happened. It was a manual, so I had to learn how to drive a manual. That was really, really fun. That's stretching. Uh, yeah, I know, right? And uh, Tony McMath and a few others went ahead and helped me out with that. It's been quite an adventure ever, ever since. Mm -hmm. But since then, that after since the accident, and a whole, whole story and life lesson that God has spoken to me and continuing to throughout that time has just shown the incredible abundance that not only God will take care of whatever issues that you're on your way, but he wants to provide a hundred times more. Mm. Good. And understanding that it's not about what I do or what I think, or, but it's just being like a child and just trusting him and saying, okay, go that way. Okay, go, go that way. Mm. That's good. Well, Devin, thank you so much. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank the Lord. Yeah. I love testimonies like that because... See, God's just faithful. And, you know, when people have something and they're just like waiting for an opportunity, and God loves to bring opportunities. And so I so appreciate everybody who, who did that and blessed Devin in, in that way. And you know what? God wants to do that for everyone. And whatever, whatever way that you need to be blessed, whatever it is, some, it could be different than financial or vehicle or whatever it is, but God cares about each one of us. And he cares about our needs so much. So that's awesome. There's a scripture in 2 Peter chapter 3, uh, verse 17 and 18, and this is kind of Peter's final words, and he was going through this process about that God isn't being slow about his promise to return and stuff, because he, he was talking about this. He said, hey, God is being patient. He's being patient because there are people on this earth that have not yet experienced salvation, haven't experienced the love of Christ. And so God is so patient in that because he wants to make sure everybody experiences this because it's an amazing life. And so Peter's trying to address this thing, and there's this salvation of experience. And he goes on to talk about there's people who mock the truth or scoff at believers, at Christians, and they scoff at you. And they're going to, and he said, don't get caught up in these kind of things. Don't uh, let your own desires get in the way of God's desires for your life. And there's some incredible things. And so, and he goes on to talk about God's going to set the heavens on fire. And he talks about a new heaven and a new earth, which we won't go into tonight. But there's some incredible, today, but there's some incredible things 
that God is doing. And so he goes on, and then in verse 17, it says, you already know these things, dear friends, so be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Here, rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All glory to him both now and forever. Amen. How do we grow in grace and knowledge? How do we do that? We jump into what? We jump into his word. We pray. We seek God. We ask him. We get around people. We go to church. We go to maybe a class on some particular subject, whatever it is. But we grow in the grace and knowledge of Lord Jesus Christ. And there's growing that all of us do. There's this expansion. There's expanding for every one of us. There's none of us here today that have fully arrived and have all of what we need to have for what God wants to use us for. Because as soon as we feel like we're in that place, that's a little bit arrogant in a sense of like, well, I've already arrived, I don't need to hear that. Or I've already read that verse before. How many of you read your, when you read in your Bible, and I find this so often, I'll read a verse and I've read a verse for years, and then all of a sudden I read a verse and, it, and it's like the light goes on. Whoa, I never saw that before. That's the Holy Spirit just pointing something out for me at that moment. He does that for all of us when we're reading the word. So if you say, well, I've read my Bible before, I don't need, guess what? You've probably missed a whole lot of stuff in there because that's the process of the Holy Spirit and that's what he's so faithful at doing. He brings things to us out of his word and it, sometimes it just jumps off the page. Like, wow, I never read that before. And so we begin to grow in the knowledge of Christ there's a, last week we had a, a young man get saved right here after the service. That's part of the Holy Spirit drawing people, drawing people. And then uh, there was people uh, jumped in and said, hey, how can we help you? And it began to walk with this young man into his salvation experience with the Lord. And so that's part of what God was trying to give in his patience, saying there's still people out there that my finger is on their life and my call is on them and, and I'm, I'm waiting because I know they're coming. I know they're coming. So we need to be patient with the Lord because we're like, God, just hurry up and take us out of here. Get this thing over with. That's kind of selfish in a sense for us because we don't know all of the people that are out there in our community that have yet to hear of the good news of Jesus Christ that we know and we're able to partake of because we've experienced that. So let's not be quick to you know, try to blow up this earth. It's God's timing and everything. It's what he wants to do. And he wants to use us in that process. And I was thinking about Jesus growing, growing. He grew in, in multiple ways. And I want to share that in just a moment. I want to read us, us to go to Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 41. This is about Jesus when he was a young boy. He's 12 years old. This is when we first kind of jump after his birth and everything. So we jump forward and he's 12 years old. And some of you know what it is to have a 12-year-old. They're kind of in that place of just sort of figuring out life, right? And they either know everything or they think they do or whatever it is. And they're a little precocious and they want to just get out and do stuff on their own. So you have Jesus, normal boy, right? 12 years old. So it goes on to say here, every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over... They started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. And by the way, it's about a 65-mile journey on donkey or foot, whatever they were. They didn't have cars, so we're talking 65 miles, okay? It's a little north of Seattle from here. 
trying to get there on some some way other than a motorized vehicle, okay? So that's how, this is how they moved around back in those days. So that was a long ways. His parents didn't miss him at first because they assumed he was among other travelers. I don't know if any of you parents ever, and I know some parents that have left their kids on accident at church. Because I remember being <laughs> after church, standing with a little kid going, my parents already left. I'm like, are you sure? As we're looking all over, they're not there. So we call up their parents, and all of a sudden, they're like, you're right, they're not in the car, you know, because they have other kids, and so they come on back. So usually, though, you know if your child's not with you, for the most part, but his parents were just probably enjoying the conversations of the the journey, you know, back home. So they initially didn't miss him, but he assumed he was with other travelers. But when he didn't show up that evening, yeah, call Crime Stoppers, right? So you find out, where is he? He he didn't show up. So they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they couldn't find him, they did the obvious thing. They headed back to Jerusalem, back that long journey. As a parent, you'd be a little bit, your heart would be pounding just a little bit. Where is our son? Where is he? Where Where is Jesus? And they're probably thinking, you know, concerned about him, but also probably in their hand thinking, boy, when I get a hold of him, you know, he's going to get a weapon or whatever it might be. So this is Jesus. He's back in Jerusalem. So when they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later on the journey getting there, they finally discovered him in the temple. Three days without your 12-year-old. He was sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. You know, that's the one thing I noticed about Jesus. Even in his adult ministry, he asked questions all the time. My wife tells me I ask too many questions. I'm just trying to be like Jesus, ask questions. (laughs) Well, we're supposed to like imitate him, right? So it's good to ask questions. This is how we find out things about people. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, are you sure you should ask that question? Well, I don't know, but how else am I going to get the answer if I don't ask? So Jesus is in there, and he's listening and asking questions. All who heard him, listen to this, all who heard Jesus were amazed at his understanding and his answers. Understanding. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic searching for you everywhere. Well, what would that moment be like with your 12-year-old? And Jesus says, but why did you need to search? (laughs) You know when you're 12, you don't think about all those things? You don't think that your parents would be worried, right? It's like, you're 12. What's the big deal, Mom? I'm here. You should have known I was okay. That's not how parents think, right? They don't, you know, until you're a parent, you don't really know, right? But a 12-year-old, they're fine. Why did you need to search? (laughs) Didn't you know that I must be about my father's house? I must be about the business of my father? Interesting question. He asked his mom a question. (laughs) Son, would you stop asking questions? Just do what I say. But they didn't understand what he meant. It must have been pretty interesting raising God as your child. <laughs> just, just think about that, you know. Do, do they ever, I mean, yeah, they raised him and he grew up a normal boy and all those things. But at some point, did they ever, you know, we don't know all the things that happened, obviously, in, in the process. We miss a lot of things. He learned a lot from his father. He learned carpentry and all of those things. But I would think at some point, if I were him, I just like, when they ask me a question, it's like, because I'm Jesus. Because you know how moms do that? You know, why, mom? Because I'm the mom. 
I just thought it would be cool if Jesus just pulled that card out once. Well, because I'm Jesus. <laughs> he may have. But he probably didn't because he was very humble. Verse 51. Then he returned to Nazareth, Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. See, he, you know, he could have been disobedient. He could have done But through the process, he wasn't trying to be disobedient by staying back. He was just so eager to learn, to learn, to learn from his father, heavenly father, to learn all of these things. He was obedient to them, and his mother stored all these things in her heart. Here's the thing I want to get at, verse 52. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature, so we knew he got taller, and in favor with God and all the people. Favor. Jesus grew in favor. I think about that. I think it's important that we pursue what Jesus was pursuing. What was he pursuing? He was pursuing a relationship with his heavenly father. That meant so much to him. He was willing to get in trouble, maybe, to stay, to pursue. And it was about getting in a close relationship with his heavenly father. And I believe that's part of our growing in our walk with the Lord, growing spiritually, expanding our life is when we are pursuing a relationship with our Heavenly Father, and we are going to Him, we're having conversation with Him. So many times people think, well, I just talk. God doesn't talk back to me, but, but I just say things, and I hope He hears me. I hope He answers my prayer. But your reality is, you know, He wants to have conversation with us. He really does. Because if we listen, if we're quiet enough, like we kind of have that atmosphere this morning, just quiet before the Lord, guess what? We begin to hear things. Probably not audibly, although I know, I've heard of people say they had the, heard an audible voice of God. I haven't, but I tell you, I, I know what it feels like when God is downloading something to me or speaking to me in a sense. So it's like, I know, I know, I know that is God. And it's because I took the time to wait and listen. So many times we run it, we throw everything at God and say, God, take it, and we're out. And he's just like, I was just about to talk with you, but you just went because you're busy because you don't have, that's the thing we think, like, well, we're just wasting time if we just sit in his presence or wait. No, we're not. That's the best time we could use in our life, to get alone with him. When we do that, when we pursue him like Jesus pursued his father, we will share in the same benefits that Jesus had. We do. The benefits that he had from being in a relationship with his father, those are for all of us. Those are all of us. And there's something that happens. There's Miracles that happen. There's things that happen. I, Jordan, come up here really quick. Jordan experienced something pretty amazing. Come on up here. You were talking about this the other night, and I thought, well, wow, this is an amazing testimony because basically it is you experiencing the benefits of Christ and him and what he did on earth here. You just, you just grab a hole and say, that's for me. Mm-hmm. And God has intended to use all of us in various giftings, and we all have different giftings in our, in our given to us. But tell us what happened the other day. It was it at school? Yes. Yeah, yes. so tell us what happened. Okay, first of all, thank you for this opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I go to SBSCC. I'm going to SBSCC right now, which is uh, South Puget Sound Community College. And yes. uh, one, <laughs> one fan right here. Yeah. <laughs> so one of my friends came and visited he came to visit me at the school and we just talk sometimes and we usually get together to pray and to pray for people. And so I hadn't seen him in a while, so I was telling him a couple testimonies. A couple of the testimonies were actually what happened here last week with the car and everything and the guy who 
who got saved and gave his life to Jesus, which was really awesome. But while I was telling these testimonies, I was talking to my friend. There's this girl who was walking up, and she was limping. And she looked like she was in a lot of pain. Her, she had two friends holding her up. And I'm sitting there with my friend, and we both see her. We turn and see her, and we both had the same thought, like, this is an opportunity for God to move. Wow. Which is the first step is just expecting that God's going to show up. And so my friend got up and he walked over to her and he said, do you believe in miracles? And she was like, um, yeah, sure, I guess. And he's like, well, a miracle is about to happen right now. And she's like, what do you mean? This is kind of weird. Like, what's going on right now? And I told her, oh, it's okay. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be really cool. And so... I asked her, how did you hurt your foot? And she told me, well, I was running and running on a treadmill and now my foot is really sore and in pain because it was swelling. And so I was just like, can I just have your hand for a second? It's kind of weird how the Holy Spirit does that is that when you ask someone like, hey, can I have your hand? They'll just do it because of his grace moving through it. They don't even know why. I didn't even tell her why and Mm -hmm. she did it. And so she took my hand in my friend's hand, and I was about to tell her, okay, I'm going to pray for your foot, and God's going to heal your foot, because I was expecting him to do it. But before the words could come out of my mouth, she already looks down without me saying anything, and she says, where'd all the pain go? What the heck? (laughs) And so God, in that moment, he moved, he was moving through us as his temple, And I think of how in Psalms it says that those who take the Lord as their refuge, no disease shall come near his tent. And we're his tent, we're his dwelling place. And no disease, no iniquity is allowed near us in Jesus' name. So, mm. yeah. That's incredible. Awesome. Yeah. Do you think that she, because she, she just like was totally healed, right? Yeah. Do you think she might have told somebody? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So expect some more stuff, because guess what? When you go down campus, that's the guy right there. I just know, like, Jesus, when he, people started flocking to him because the miracles and the expectation and stuff. So that could be happening for you, so be ready for that. But, you know, we all have that. We walk in that. We walk in that faith. We walk in that victory. And the miracles are already there to be released out of our life. And so that's an exciting thing. And thank you, Jordan, for that, because that, that is encouraging to me. You know, sometimes some of us older people put myself in that category. Not, but we've been around for a while, and you just sort of go through the life and experiences. And sometimes the things that you maybe once experienced, you just get busy in life and everything, and you, you sort of drift away from that. And I believe God wants to bring us back to that place of expectation of miracles, because nothing's changed. From when he came to this earth, and he says, hey, greater things you guys are going to do. Come on, let's do them. So once we, these things start happening, and we're seeing these things happen in church right now. We're seeing people get saved. We're seeing people get given a car. We're seeing people be healed. All these things. This is part of God's plan for his kids, and it's great. I love it. I have one more scripture. Jump to Ephesians chapter 4, if we could do that. Thank you. I want to read one more section of scripture, and then I want to reference to one more testimony from last week. So Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 11, it says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, 
the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. It's interesting that Christ, he, Christ is the one that gave the fivefold ministry we're just referring to, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. He gave them, and he said they're gifts. So I'm a gift. That's kind of cool. I don't know where to take that. But anyway, I, I just, like, good, because I love the fact that he, he, he gives things. He's about giving, giving. So they're responsible to equip God's people, do the work, do his work, and build up the church, the body of Christ. That's all of us here. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord. There's a difference between immature and being mature. So measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching because that's out there all the time. There's always something new that somebody comes up with. And people are just like, oh, maybe that's the truth. Oh, maybe that's the truth. Oh, maybe that's the truth. But the reality is we need to be, we need to be immersed in his word and learning and understanding. We become mature and knowing this is what the word says. I'm not following that little thing or that stream or that thing that's taken me off course. We become mature in our walk with the Lord. It says, uh, we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. That's happening all around us all of the time. Just turn the news on or any of that. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. We're growing, we're growing, we're expanding. The Holy Spirit is helping us. Like Christ, who's the head of his body, the church. He is the head, we're the church. We're his body. Every person makes up the church. We are his church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Here it is. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. We all have a part to play. We are all part of the body. You might be a foot, you might be a head, you might be a knee, you might be an elbow, whatever you are in the sense of, because we're all different. God created us all different with different gifts and, and callings on our life. But what we do is we get together with others and say, wow, we complement each other when we're working together. So many times we think, they're not doing it right, because we think the way we think is the right way. But reality is, when we add our lives to other people and see that there's different giftings and different styles, we've got to figure out they complement me. They don't tear me down or they don't take away from, they complement me. So we come together and we complement. So there's the parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So when the body, us as believers, we're healthy and functioning in our gifts, things happen. So last week, we had some, a, a mir another miracle last week. So Brenda came up to me after the service when it was closing. Brenda functions in the gift of word of knowledge. Word of knowledge basically is the Lord tells a person, hey, there's somebody here that has this going on in their life right now, whatever that might be. It's something that is existing right now, or it's something that has been going on. It's cool how that works. So there's a gift functioning in, in our church. And so Brenda came up and said, there's a couple people here that have a headache. God wants to heal them. Very cool. Let's get on that one. So what happened? We prayed for healing. Chris, what happened? Well, uh, I stood up. I had, a, I had a really bad headache, and I don't get headaches very often. I actually don't get sick that often. Mm -hmm. 
That's, that's awesome. That's the power of God right there. That's a good testimony. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. See, those are the things that encourage us in our faith and our walk with the Lord. We need to hear these things. And so as they happen, if you have things that happen in your life, a miracle, God does something for you, let me know. Because we, we want to be able to all together rejoice in that. The Bible says rejoice when we rejoice with those who rejoice, right? So we're doing that as well as we weep with those who weep. But we love to rejoice. We love to hear testimony, the goodness of God. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to close the service this morning. And um, if you need prayer for anything, we want to pray for you this morning, anything at all. And I would just encourage you, um, just encourage somebody today. Just get to know somebody maybe and just encourage them, tell them that God has good things in store for them. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 